Okay, we are rolling. Season three. I did explain this to you before, Tucker, but we're starting a new season, mm-hmm. technically. The way they divide it up in Anchor. I don't know if it actually shows up in Spotify or Apple Podcasts, but it's technically season three. It's season three. Yeah. With so, a new co-host. New co-host, Tucker. Yeah, we didn't introduce you. I'm Taylor, student pastor, and we have Tucker. Official title is? Student Ministry Associate. Yes. Very official sounding. <laughs> it is very official sounding. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe I need to come up with something better. Yeah, what would you come up with? I have no idea. I always So when I was the student ministry associate, I always got teased with that joke from the office that I was the assistant to the assistant. Assistant to the regional manager? Yeah. Mm. Assistant to the student pastor or whatever. Mm. But Yeah. Yes. Students will think that's funny. I could do that. Yeah. I don't know. It might have gotten worn out when I was yeah, maybe. a student ministry associate. But, hey, with this season and with these podcasts, uh, we wanted to start really unfolding something that we've been focusing a lot on. Yeah. And, um, Tucker, you had the idea to kind of like maybe put our process of what we're working on on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Why don't you speak to that a little bit and kind of introduce what we're talking about? Yeah, so uh, it's interesting coming on staff here, a lot of what this church is moving towards and working towards is something that the Lord's been teaching me Mm. and working on me and my heart with, which is what does it mean to be a disciple? What does it mean to make disciples? Uh, Over the past year, this is something the Lord's been changing my thinking on, um, because when we hear the Great Commission, which is Matthew 28, 18 through 20, Um, And if you've grown up in the church, you've heard this verse thousands of times. Mm -hmm. Um, And it has that phrase, make disciples. Well, I've always thought of that as, okay, I need to share my faith with people. I need to invite people to church. I need to get them in a situation where they can hear the gospel. But once you read through the gospels, which is what we've done as a staff, uh, mm-hmm, we kind of mm-hmm. split up different Gospels and read through it, specifically focusing on what is a disciple, what is discipleship, how did Jesus make disciples. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, you realize that when he says make disciples, he's saying it as a last final instruction to the disciples mm-hmm. that he called who have been in this process with him right. for a long time, three years they've been in this process with him. And so um, when he says make disciples, it means way more than just share your faith with other people right. because right, right. they've just gone through this process. So uh, we're kind of working through this as a, as a staff trying mm-hmm. to figure out what this, what this would look like for our church to take these, this term for what it really is and for what the mm-hmm. biblical authors intended it to be. Right. To your point, right? Like, when Jesus is sending off his disciples at the very end of the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew 18, or uh, 28, 18 through 20, this is basically what he's saying is, this is what you go do. Mm-hmm. Everything we do as a church, everything we do as a people of God should be understood in these terms of, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you, and behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. I just read the, the verse there. Mm-hmm. But key to that, and kind of uh, a summarizing 
action is go and make disciples. And to your point, Tucker, making disciples has to be clarified, mm-hmm. and it has to be uh, really expanded on, and we have to really get at what that means. Yeah. And that's where we've kind of just started tackling that. I, I Full confession, I was I took the Gospel of John. I'm only 10 chapters in because each <laughs> night I'm reading it, I'm like, oh my goodness, there's so much here. Um, I've done it with Matthew and Mark. Mm-hmm. I haven't done it with John, and there's just so yeah. much there. I want to get through all of them on my own yeah. eventually because I did Matthew, which is what I got assigned from staff, but then I did Mark because of the following Jesus class, right. and that was one of the practices. So. I'm I'm two down as well. I need to start John probably. Um, oh man, it's it's and so what? But but to that point, that's something that we're going. I think we're going to do is we're just going to say, yeah. hey, there, here's what we've found in exploring the gospel accounts as four first four letters or books at the beginning of the New Testament. We read each of these with this question in mind: What does it mean to follow mm-hmm. Jesus or be a disciple? And this is what we see going through and however long that takes us mm-hmm. we'll just kind of chug through them yeah yeah and present it and that you know that the great commission in essence when you boil it down is jesus telling his disciples hey what i just did with you mm-hmm. this whole time that's what you're going to go do with other people right and i don't think we think about it that we don't that way we don't we just think oh i need to go share the gospel with my friend at school which yeah. is part of it right. sure Right. Yeah, but th- I think it, it entails a whole lot more. And so for this podcast, we just want to look at the Word itself right? and kind of understand what it's communicating, what that means. Um, because I'll be honest, right, when we first started having discussions about disciple and discipleship, I was the guy that was like, <laughs> let's just throw out this term. It's not going to work anymore. Like, we're dealing in a Bible Belt culture, right, where mm-hmm. we've all... Heard become so familiar with that term mm-hmm. that it's almost tied to so many misunderstandings that to get at the under the true understanding is almost so much work it's like by the time you get there it's almost what in the world but to Tucker kind of press back a little bit right mm-hmm. and you said this term or this translated term is in the bible a lot mm-hmm. in the new testament's a little over 250 times 260 times it uses that Greek word mathetes, which is mostly translated disciple. And it's in that key text to your point, mm-hmm. right? Matthew 18 or yes. 28, 18 through yes. 20. So I think there's value in redeeming the term. You convinced me. I think <laughs> uh, we can pursue trying to redeem this term. And I think that will also be beneficial. I think so too. To people reading their Bibles mm-hmm. and continuing to see this term all over the place, mm-hmm. you know? So, okay, let's talk about that term, or mathetes, commonly translated yeah. disciple. What what yeah. are we talking about here? Um, well, first, I just want to point out that one early time before I got hired, I came over to your house, and you asked me what my Enneagram was. I think I said <laughs> nine, and you were like, oh, so you'll never confront ah. me publicly. But <laughs> I never, did in this case. You did. Thank I you did. for doing that. You're welcome. So I just <laughs> want to throw that out that there. eight wing. Yes, yeah. or I think it was a seven. I'm a seven wing. Well, no, so your wing has to be a number that's, like, immediately adjacent to you. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I don't know how the Enneagram <laughs> works. Um, we'll talk about it one day on yeah. this podcast, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? All right, so the term mathetes. Yes. It is also where we get the term mathematics. Right. 
which is very interesting and some things we'll talk about later with uh, discipleship. Um, so just keep that in the back of your mind. It's mm-hmm. ma- mathematics. How can that apply to discipleship? You'll find out. Oh, wow. You're doing like a little I'm gonna tease. I'm going to drop a little tease, yeah. You're not... <laughs> it's a cliffhanger. Maybe it'll be End this episode podcast. Right <laughs> Maybe it'll be the next. <laughs> okay, so it relates to mathematics somehow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but you're the you're the uh, Greek and Hebrew scholar, so <laughs> why am, don't you define? I am not. <laughs> but here's here's actually a um, an interesting thing. Like if you're going to find out how a term is used, mm-hmm. right? We have dictionaries that we can turn to, but how else do you figure out what words mean or terms mean? Got any idea? I mean, they're just kind of putting me on the spot. I know, I'm putting you on the spot, but like if you're going to think about. Okay, if I, um, I guess look at, well, they do this in spelling beads, right? They say, use it in a sentence. Or like ways it's used. Ways it's used. So that's that's the answer. Yes. Got it. You did it, man. Got it right. (laughs) So especially with words that we see in scripture, a great thing to do is to take that word and then look how it's used. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a lot of usage in... New Testament, we're not going to be able to go through... 261 times. Right. We're not going to be able to go through them all. But we can say a few things is, this is how Jesus describes people that are following him, Mm -hmm. period. Like, a good catch-all of that is, if you are following Jesus, you are a disciple. Mm -hmm. So there's not this category of people who are following Jesus, and then a separate category or a smaller category of, these are disciples. Yeah. If you're following Jesus, you are a disciple. Yeah. And Jesus didn't use the term Christian right. ever. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of crazy. He used the term disciple. And so we've kind of adopted this term Christian, and it's, we, just, we were just looking this up. It's only used three times uh, mm-hmm. in the New Testament, and it's usually as a derogatory term. Yeah, which is interesting. Of like a mocking... Uh, it's kind of what the outside or like the... Uh, the authorities or the mm-hmm. community would l- label Christians not at their initiative, but mm-hmm. like kind of in a mocking gesture. Yeah, and so we've we've adopted this term, and then have kind of created a separate category for disciples, where it's like this: right. you're a Christian, but then the disciples like a next level Christian. Yeah, which is just very unhelpful. Yeah, yeah. To, to seeing how Jesus sets it up. Exactly. Yeah, because Jesus would say that anyone who comes after him and follows him is a disciple. Right. So I think when you look at um, the uses, you do see like a learner, a follower. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at discipleship at the time of Jesus, I heard first heard this from Ray Vanderlyn. You know, did I, have I ever talked to you about Ray Vanderlyn? I don't think so. He's kind of this old school guy. He's got all these cool videos out there. Mm-hmm. Um, forget, forget what organization he works for. Um, but he talks about being... Uh, Covered in the dust of Rabbi Jesus. You ever heard mm. that term? No, but <laughs> I did come across another interesting term. Uh, I was looking at synonyms for follower uh, <laughs> for something we're working on as staff, and uh, one of the synonyms was bootlicker. And I texted Taylor and I said, "Man, we need to start using this term. Let's call ourselves." Christ bootlickers. Oh my goodness! Well, you know he wore sandals, so we have. Well, we, yeah, so we'd have to change. Oh, it I don't to even know if he wore sandals. It's just kind of the thing. Bootlicker. <laughs> okay, so there's kind of a connection there, but yeah. in in kind of the ancient world of Jesus, um, discipleship was something that was already happening. Mm-hmm. So the Jews, yep. 
the Jewish people already had a, a system for discipleship. Mm-hmm. Um, it would start off with this uh, very intense schooling mm-hmm. where they would learn the Hebrew scriptures. Um, I think it was Beit Sefer, which is the house of the book. Mm-hmm. So they would study the book and it would just get saturated and, and all these things. And then uh, if they could move up to, I think it's Beit Midrash, where they look at the interpretation of the book and um, they start to look at the whole Tanakh. But then the last level was Beit Talmud. And they would search out a rabbi or a teacher. That's what rabbi means. Mm-hmm. And they would follow him around. Mm-hmm. And they would, uh, that's where the term came from, covered in the dust. They would just be with him. Mm-hmm. They would watch him, observe him, see how he did things. Then they would become like him, adopt his practices, and then do what he did. Mm-hmm. So this is much of what Jesus is doing. He's yeah. using the same discipleship method with a little bit of tweaks, mm-hmm. right? Instead of having these, you know, scholastic geniuses mm-hmm. seek him out as a rabbi, he's seeking fishermen, which is just yeah. really... Which, interesting fact about that. So you're right. The There was a progression for... Uh, the younger generation in Hebrew culture, like mm-hmm. they would go through these classes, but if they, uh, there comes a certain point where you have to qualify to move right. on to the next thing. Peter and uh, they flunked out. They flunked out. That's why they were fishermen. Right. Like if you flunk out of going to the next thing, then you had to do whatever your father did. Um, and so yeah. in, in Peter's case, it was be a fisherman. And yeah, so Jesus comes and he's like, I want those guys. Yeah. Not the not the smart, well versed, studied up guys. I want fishermen. Yeah, which goes to our point, yep. which is, you know, this is everyday people that mm-hmm. he's making the disciples. Also, women were included in that yep. radical concept. Yep. The prostitutes, the tax collectors. Mm-hmm. Jesus is inviting people to be his disciples mm-hmm. uh, in a very countercultural way. But it's it's the point is, it's an expansive, like, inclusive, like, mm-hmm. you come follow me. All you need is your willingness, mm-hmm. right? If you surrender, you can come follow me. Yeah. So that's, and then what is he, what is he inviting them into? He's inviting them into a process of becoming like him mm-hmm. so that they can then go do what he did. It's yeah. What you said at the beginning, right? Yeah. And I, it's important to note that it's a slow process. Mm. Um it, it is something he invited them into uh, at the onset of his ministry. Very early in the Gospels, you'll see him call the first disciples. And then he calls a few more along the way. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, it's over a three-year period that he's with these guys. Not saying that, that we have to do, like, a certain amount of time. Sure. Like a, not that we have to do three years. But um, I think it just communicates an important part of discipleship, which is that it takes time Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of time and you see uh well i'm sure we'll unpack this later but there's a progression in how jesus does things with his disciples yeah where there's kind of you know like you said with the the hebrew model there's a there's teaching on the front end Mm -hmm. um and then eventually he'll say okay you've seen me do these things you go do them right um and yeah and then it just continues in this progression of uh this thing this process happening over time. Yeah. Uh, so that's a that's a huge part of it as well. Yeah, and we'll really, um, we're kind of speaking in general things yeah. that we've seen in the Gospels, but we'll go to the Gospel account specifically and really pick up this and just hopefully show um, in a more clear way how this is tied to what we've seen in the life of Jesus.
but let's talk about why that um because you said patience is required and i immediately mm. thought that's probably why it's not working in a modern american church yeah right it's because of the western commercialized christianity a lot of us have been exposed to or been working in or operating in is quick mm-hmm. easy um little effort required yep. and you know just a lot of these things yep but what is the bare minimum i can do to right. go to heaven when i die that's how, that's the framework we think in, and that's the problem, right? Is this yep. is a if if we're honest, it's a different framework. Mm-hmm. So totally maybe, different. Let's speak to that a little bit. Why is this? Um, why is this? Dis- where is this discipleship model uh, at in a framework of the biblical story? Mm-hmm. And then how is that different from maybe the traditional framework that we have, where disciple is just someone who believes. Or whatever, does that make sense? Did I said that yeah, a long question? Yeah, so it was it's a long a, question. Yeah, uh, I think you're you're making a, an important point there that this is not Jesus coming in and instituting this like new idea or new concept. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is new to a lot of people just because they didn't understand what was said before. But like this was this was the hope from the beginning, right? That this is what would be produced. Mm. Um, but with the fall and with sin, and it just passed sin through generation and generation and generation of the Israelites brought us further and further away from what was originally intended. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's what you're getting at is right. this, this does fit into what we see in all of the Bible, not just in the New Testament. And I was just, I was actually just reading in uh, Deuteronomy not that long ago. And in chapter eight, um, it sort of mentions uh, briefly in one verse, like this, uh, a picture a snapshot, if you will, of discipleship, and I was reading through Deuteronomy, and I was like, "Man, this is mm. awesome! This is in the this, this is, is in the Old Testament. This is in Deuteronomy, yeah, yeah." <laughs> so that was cool. Yeah, so I think that's uh, you know when we talk about discipleship as this process of becoming like Jesus to do what He did, that is even under this framework of God is is His agenda, His mission is to bring His kingdom to earth, mm-hmm. and right on the front page of the Bible, the way He does that is by putting image bearers mm-hmm. on his earth to represent his, his rule and his reign, right? Mm-hmm. And that's when we talk about sin is a fractured um, ability and a fractured responsibility in doing that. Mm-hmm. And when Jesus comes, he is the second Adam. He is the one who is the true image bearer, the image of God. And so how he brings the kingdom is inviting people to be with him so he can make them and form them into himself, Mm-hmm. which then uh, unleashes people to do what he did in bringing the kingdom. Yeah. Right? And so it's not simply about, like, make sure people know these bare facts about Jesus and mm-hmm. what he did so that they can go to heaven. Yeah. Right? And you can see how that's why discipleship has gotten so watered down or mm-hmm. washed out, like we said, is it was operating under a different framework. Yeah. The biblical story. Yeah, and I think, too... Um, Jesus coming to earth as a human, if you think about it, most of the time we think that's necessary, why he was human, why he had to be human, was for being a substitute in our place so that our sins can be forgiven. Yeah, that's the only way we talk about it. Yeah, usually that's the only way we talk about it. And, man, so much more so is he's trying to show us Mm. what we are supposed to be. (laughs) Right. What we were created to be. Like, that's, that's part of the reason he... Uh, came and the the substitute for 
dying in our place so that we could be forgiven was so that we could be reconciled to him and have a relationship so that we can be made like him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we just miss that. We miss it, man. Yeah. And uh, that's why I think this is now what we are going to be ba- about as a student ministry. This is mm. what we want to be about as the church. This is what we want to be going about, devoting all of our energy, mm-hmm. thinking, strategizing to, is how do we help people become be with Jesus, become more like him, then do what he did so that we can be a part of God's initiative to bring the kingdom. Yeah. And if that's what we're doing, then I think we are obeying Matthew 28. Absolutely. And making disciples. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Did we define the word disciple? I don't think we did. I think you said it was learner and follower. Yeah, so that's part of it, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And then um, when you... Uh, I guess that's the like precise definition, but when you see what that implies, it's not just this cerebral thing. Like mm-hmm. we think learning or mathematics as mm-hmm. like a, you know, brain activity yeah. alone. But that's not what you see, right? Yeah, and that that Greek word, uh, the way they Eastern culture would have mm-hmm. read that and, and understood that is it implies action. Mm. There's there's an obedient action involved in being a disciple, not just a learning uh, knowledge um, aspect, but there is action involved, tied to that word. Um, right. So yeah, that I think that is a critical thing to understand because so often when we read things like faith, believe, right. Or even when we think about disciple, it's just like, oh, I need to learn. I need to think certain things. Yes. I need, I need to, to know. Agree with certain things. Yeah. Yeah. And then in the practicalities of that is, okay, if you want to pursue discipleship, it's like, here's a Bible study. Here's mm-hmm. another class. Yeah. And it's then checking the box with that. Where this is, I mean, when you see Jesus' example, this is life on life training. Mm-hmm formation, mm-hmm. uh, initiating and helping a process of becoming like someone, mm-hmm. that is so much more than sitting in a classroom for an hour a week or something. Absolutely. And uh, so for us, we are in a culture that's influenced by Western thinking. Yeah. And what that means is that the way that, that our culture functions, the way that uh, our thinking uh, flows is influenced by Hellenistic, Greek yep way of thinking. Um, but the biblical writers wrote in a culture that had an Eastern way of thinking. Right. So a very uh, Jewish, Hebrew right. influence way of mm-hmm. thinking. And so these words that we see in English often imply so much more than just what mm. the surface level reading says, mm-hmm. because it's written in an Eastern culture. And so right. we, we have to do the hard work to overcome thinking in a Western way to think in an Eastern way. Yeah. And I think that's part of the reason, I think us not doing that is part of the reason why we've missed what being a disciple really is. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Yeah. So um, we're going to have a lot more conversations like this, and I, I think they'll be really beneficial. But another thing um, is we want to share kind of what we're doing, mm. right? Because a big yeah. part of this is we're not just in a think tank. Mm-hmm. We are on the ground trying to implement this into the student ministry here at Lake Norman Baptist Church and, uh, you know, in our own lives. Mm-hmm. So ministry-wise, we've started this class, the Following Jesus class, mm-hmm. and I think this is a step in the right direction for that. 
Yeah. Um, to your point, we're trying to be patient, but we're also mm-hmm. like saying, hey, we need to start doing and responding to mm-hmm. these things. And along with that patience, I think, is uh, figuring out what does and what doesn't work yeah. for our specific context in our yeah. community. So even with this following Jesus thing that we've rolled out, you know, it it's subject to change right. in right. the future. And I hope so. Yeah. Because if we were able to just spit out the perfect thing yeah. in the first, yeah. <laughs> our first attempt, I'd be saying something. It'd make our jobs a lot easier. Right. <laughs> and I, I, I even think the goal is, you know, we built, so just to speak to the Falling Jesus class, we took 12 students that were willing to sign up for a 26-week period of an intensive small group. Mm-hmm. And it's more of a class setting um, with other leaders at, at helping them uh, follow Jesus in their everyday life and getting connected with possible discipleship relationships. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like, I, I guess I can just package it that way. Yeah. But even that, I think, you know, framing it as a class, it's yeah. it's um, something you come to the church campus to do. Like, we're meeting people with where they're at, mm-hmm. but hopefully further along in this process, we can, you know, not set this up as a class you come to once yeah. a week, yeah. you know? But yeah, definitely. And we're, our hope in that is like our main purpose in doing that is trying to form discipleship mm-hmm. relationships out of that class. Yeah. But I, I think the teaching that's tied with it is important. Right. Because the things that you're, the, those students are being taught is what you'll be doing in a discipleship group mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. with a few other people. So I think this will be a good starting launch point. Right. Um, but the hope is that it will kind of morph into transform into something else yeah. over time. So, so yeah, that's kind of what, um, we've rolled out in, uh, in, in ministry and, um, but Tucker, why don't you share about kind of like, I don't know if you've shared with us before, um, how like you caught this and then also started implementing this in your life. Cause that'll be a really tangible thing yeah. that people can hear and say, Oh, okay. I get, I, maybe that makes more sense. What he's talking about. Yeah. So I, uh, I started listening to a podcast called Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big podcast guy, so yeah. I'm, I'm loving making this right yeah. now. <laughs> um, I, I learn way better listening than I do uh, reading. I'm very much so an audible learner. Um, so I started listening to this podcast, and um, it they started presenting things like a lot of what we've said today, mm-hmm. uh, just how far we've gotten from in the American church from the biblical framework for what discipleship is and what the Great Commission is. And so that just start it was the beginning of opening my eyes to be to see scripture in a fresh lens and say, mm. okay, well what is being a disciple? What yeah. is what are what is Jesus saying when he says make disciples? And then I had a, a class in seminary on personal discipleship and evangelism. Oh. And those two things are intentionally put together because it's a both mm. and. It's uh, when you're in, when you're being discipled and you're becoming a disciple and you're making other disciples, you will evangelize. You yeah. will share your faith. There you go, southeastern. I know, right? They put great. them together. So uh, I took that class and then it just kind of like built off what I was already hearing on the podcast. And so over this past year, uh, one thing that. Uh, the podcast really emphasized is uh, doing discipleship in a group, mm. a smaller group mm-hmm. of three to five. And the way they they frame it up is, let, well, how did Jesus do ministry? 
10% of his ministry was speaking to mm. large crowds. Let that sink in. 10%. Only 10% was large crowds. Uh, 90% of Jesus' ministry was time spent with the group of 12. And then the smaller group of James, Peter, and John, of just those three, he spent time with just them. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of frame up that this this discipleship process is best accomplished in a group. And they suggest a group of, of three to five, uh, same gender, um, just for accountability purposes. Mm. And so uh, as I was listening to this podcast, I was like, all right, this is really practical. I'm just right. going to do it. Yeah. And uh, so two of my really good friends that I grew up with, um, they were on board. I met with them at Cracker Barrel, which we have now renamed Discipleship Central. <laughs> Uh, Cracker Barrel, the discipleship. The discipleship central is that's where the magic happens. Uh, and so I met them there for the first meeting, and uh, I phrased up, "Man, this is what this is. If you mm-hmm. guys are willing to do this, this is what it's going to look like." And set forth expectations because it is there's disciplines involved. Like there's right. We there's need to talk about that. Time, at some point. You, yeah, yeah, we'll right. we'll get there. There's yeah. there's a sacrifice involved. Um, and phrased that up to them and they agreed and we started doing this thing. And I, I've never been a part of a group that was as Mm. spiritually nurturing as this group has been for me. Um, and I've been a part of small groups. I've been a part of, uh, community groups at Liberty, but this group, I mean, it is just the way that 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 podcast has helped me think about how to do it and kind of trained me up in how to do it. Mm -hmm. It's been awesome. And I'm, I would bet money that Alex and Gray that I'm doing with would say the same thing. I would hope they would say the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in conversations that I've had with them, they've, they've said the same thing. So, cool. yeah, that's just one practical way I just started implementing this. Um, yeah. And so I think we're trying to figure out, okay, how do we, do, how do we get people into those large scale? Right. Right, and it's spe- and specifically students. Yes, yeah, specifically so, students. So, and there's there's some things we gotta work through there. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you've had some good conversations with uh, student pastors at other churches that yep. are doing this mm-hmm. that have been helpful. But uh, we'll be trying to figure that out. So, um, yeah, I'm excited about it, man. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, for the next few podcasts, what I what I think, what we think it's gonna look like is. We're pro- uh, probably just going to go through the Gospels and what we've been reading. We'll start with Matthew, and we'll just go Mark, Luke, John. Mm-hmm. And however long that takes, we'll just kind of stop and pause and yep. you know, zone in on things that we want to. It may be intermingled in there. We'll maybe take up like a topical question like, what are some of the core practices of discipleship? Yep. Or mm-hmm. if we don't hit those clearly as we go, or... Yep. Or something like that. Like, how mm-hmm. long does a discipleship relationship last? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. gra- questions like that. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that would be good. And, you know, I'm sitting here thinking we did that uh, QR code. I know. One Wednesday with Q, uh, I know. with the Q&A thing, and then we just keep forgetting. So maybe we need to put that back up. And right. just the kids that are listening to this will have an avenue to ask questions about yeah. even the podcast. Yes, for sure. All right. Well, anything else? Any closing words, Stucker? Um, tune in next week and we will tell you how <laughs> mathematics uh, so is related to the term disciple. So yeah, I hope you know that now your job is to create a cliffhanger. To create a cliffhanger every week. Every week. So. Deal. Okay. <laughs> All right. Sounds good.